When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian Baldinger always joins us on Wednesdays at 1220 as well. Our Odyssey NFL insider brought to you by driveway.com. If you're looking for a car, go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified by a car. Get it delivered. Brian's also the host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason Lockonfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, how are you? Well, good afternoon, guys. I'm what's, doing well. Thank what's you. Going on, what, did you uh, what did you make of Desmond Ritter's first start as quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons? It looked like... Uh, his first start you know there wasn't a whole lot of pocket awareness and you know he looked uh uncomfortable at times kind of running into his own lineman just bouncing around the pocket um you know you just gotta gotta calm down you gotta calm the feet down and you know it's just gonna be a process here right now but you know it wasn't anything that anybody's you know it's not like Brock Purdy's first start but the team around him right you know is you know needs a lot of work as well what about Tyler Algiers, Baldy? I mean, we can, we talk about no fair dodging with this kid when he runs the football. I mean, does, does he seem like he's one of those guys that has the capability of being uh, one of those bell cow type guys, even though they don't, they don't do a lot of it, but they can still give him the ball 20-plus times a game? Yeah, no, no doubt, Randy. I mean, that's a good defense that he ran up against and put up a bunch of yards and had a lot of good runs. Um, he just has a feel for it. You know, I remember coming out of BYU, and, you know, I knew he was a big back, and, he was good in the goal line, you know, short yard situation. You could see him move a pile. You knew he had power. I just didn't know that he could do it at this level, to be honest with you, Randy. Like, you know, consistently. And he's been consistent. And so, look, they're a run-first team. That's great. And he really fits in with Cordero right now. And it's a shame what happened to Caleb. But, you know, I mean, I thought that was really a strength as you kind of go forward to what you're going to build upon right here is, that, you know, they found a, a really good back in the middle rounds. And so, you know, you got to celebrate your successes in this business. And I feel like he's definitely, you know, part of that this year. And I, obviously I don't want to take anything away from him. It's been very fun watching him this year. He has a chance to go over 1,000 yards as a rookie. Do you, do you feel like having watched Arthur Smith as a play caller, um, you feel like this is something you can just kind of expect over, over time? There's just going to be guys because of how well they run the football that are going to come in and be able to, to fit in? Uh, I, I can't say that. Okay. It's not like, I mean, I, I know they've got two rookies that have had good seasons this year running the ball and Cordero now a running back, basically. Um, they're all having success, but um, I don't know. Like, I can't say that you could just plug anybody in there and they're going to be successful. I, I mean, I don't think that. But, you know, at the same time, they, you know, they don't have to go out and spend any kind of a high pick on a running back. Right. And so, you know, the running back position, I think, is in good shape. And so they can address other needs right now on this football team. And that's probably a good thing right now. But, you know, and a lot of teams just are, refuse to invest heavily in the running back position as far as draft picks and things like that. And that looks like that's probably the best um, formula right now, the way that you can find these guys in later rounds. Baldy, what, in your opinion, do the Falcons need the most? Is, is it the quarterback position? Is it a defensive tackle in corner? I mean – the most immediate impact what the Falcons need in next year's draft? Mm, well, you know, we've got we to play Desmond out here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, quarterback, 
I mean, look, you look at these – I mean, Buffalo is going to the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, it just so happens they have Josh Allen. You know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just won the division for the seventh year in a row. I mean, if you want to be a consistent playoff team, you better have a great quarterback. And so I would I'd, I'd evaluate every one of these guys coming out to see if they can improve the position right now because it's it's been a problem now since Matt Ryan's deterioration and what we watched this year with Marcus. Like, you better have that guy that can bring you down the field at two minutes, the end of the game, and put the ball in his hands like we saw on Saturday night with Josh Allen to go win a game. And there's just never enough good ones. So I think that's a priority. And you can never, you know, you can't have enough good corners in this business. And so I'd say that, and if you can find an elite pass rusher, I know they've got a bunch of young guys in the EBIT and some of these guys, but, you know, if you can find an elite one, um, you know, the 49ers don't have the number one defense without Nick Bosa. Right. Yeah. So you better, you better find an elite guy that can win consistently off the edge. So that's it. Just an elite pass rusher yeah. and a quarterback then. So they're, they're, they're solid. Uh, yeah. Brian Baldinger joining well, us, our, yeah. <laughs> our Aussie NFL insider. Um, what do you, do you think Lamar Jackson goes on Saturday when the Falcons take on the, uh, the Ravens? You know, I, 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 I don't know if he's practicing yet. If he doesn't practice, you know, that'd be three straight weeks without practicing. Can mm-hmm. you put him out there? Now, they're a much better team, you know, whether he practices or not with Lamar than Tyler Huntley. And, you know, they're watching, you know, I don't think they can win the division now. I think it's Cincinnati's a lock up, but, you know, you don't want a playoff spot to slip away right now. Right. And so I think they'll do everything they can to get Lamar out there, but not at the chance that he could re-injure that knee. And so I think it's going to be a game-time decision on Lamar. Baldy, the big game this weekend, I mean, obviously it's the Cowboys versus the Eagles because it's the Cowboys versus the Eagles, and it's a possibility that Jalen Hurts might not play with that shoulder. Are – the Eagles built enough around the quarterback position that Cart Gardner Minshew can go in there and they can have success against the Cowboys. Yeah, I think so. I think they are. I think they're good enough everywhere else. That and you know maybe this is what the team needs. Not that they need Jalen to get hurt, but maybe they need to to play a game without Jalen. I don't think he's going to play this weekend, Randy. Um, you know they they've got uh, a bunch of big games and playoff games to play. Like I wouldn't put them out there. I just let them heal up, and I think that's what they're going to do. But you know. Sometimes a team needs to be tested. You know, Jalen has been, in my mind, the best player in this league and the most valuable player in this league and the best player on a really good Eagles team. Maybe we'll find out a lot about the Eagles, you know, how well they can really run the ball, how well those receivers, you know, really are, A.J. and Devontae and Quez, and just how good the defense is. If you go play a game against, you know, your number one arch enemy and a really good solid football team, and if you go win – against the Cowboys on Saturday night with Gardner Minshew, maybe you can say they're the, they're, they are the team to beat throughout the postseason if they can accomplish that. Baldy, I just like, I got to hear your uh, your analysis of the way that the Patriots-Raiders game. Oh, ended. my God. Like, we, we, we've joked about it. Everybody has. Everybody's talked about it. But you've you watched as much football as anybody. Like, what, what was going through your mind as, as that play unfolded and, and ultimately happened? And, Baldy, is that the worst play you've <laughs> ever seen? Because that's the worst play. Baldy, I, I – I could I only th- could think about the butt form about Mark Sanchez mm-hmm. being worse. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, the, the worst play of all time, and it gets played all the time, is Jim Marshall going no, the wrong way. 
This gotta be with worse, Baldy. This gotta well, be worse. I mean, worse. he went the wrong way, Randy. At least Chandler Jones, man, you know, he, he would pay to go. Now, Jimmy went the wrong way. So, you know, I mean, the guy First played 20 years, and that's the only thing that everybody remembers him for. It's the second you know, worst play of all time. Ball. But, you know, I thought of that play uh-huh. when I saw that one. I'm like, does anybody know the situation? There's no time left. You're going to overtime. Like, what are they doing this for? Like, it was the, it was probably the dumbest play. Now, Look, to Jacoby Myers' credit, like he stood there and answered all the questions after the game. Like he's a stand-up guy about it. But, like, I just don't understand what they were thinking. Like, you might do that on a Friday afternoon walk-through practice, Randy. Yes. You know, just have some fun with it. Yes. Um, but you, you would never, ever do that in a game just knowing the situation in the game. Like, you're going to go have a coin toss and see who gets the ball in overtime. Yeah. Like, there's no need to do any of that. Well, the thing with Marshall is that the thing that made it worse other than him scoring was the fact, Walter, you remember when he threw the ball and it slipped out of his hands like he's about to spike it? That, that's just, that, that, just adds, that just adds to It was insult to injury, Randy. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was one of those things. One last question for you. Uh, the Dolphins yep. got the Packers this weekend. Dolphins, they lose the game at Buffalo, but they play pretty good in that weather. Yep. Do you think they're coming around this, this week and, and possibly can get that thing going back? Mm. I don't know. Um, it's three, you lose three in a row, Randy, in this business. I don't care what your record is. Like, the sky is falling. Yeah. The pressure's on. You know, the, the coach deflects the pressure. He's, he's entertaining. He's fun to listen to. But they got to go do it. And, you know, the Packers' defense has been awful all year. Like, if you can't do it against the Packers' defense, then you might as well just pack it in. And so, to me, this is like, are we going to go to the playoffs or are we just going to fizzle? So, to me, this is a playoff game to get into the playoffs this weekend against Green Bay. One final one from me. Just, I guess I'm just going to ask about all the terrible stuff that happened over the weekend. Um, how do you blow a 33-point halftime lead? Well, you, you, you come out of the locker room thinking, you know, the game is over, I guess. And mentally, like, uh, you know, we got ourselves a win. We can feel good for the holidays. And then, you know, once that momentum jumps on you, like, you can't get it off your back. And, you know, once it started snowballing, um, probably on the Justin Jefferson touchdown catch mm-hmm. to, you know, cut the lead to two scores, like they probably thought, that, like, what we, we, they couldn't get a first down at that point. So I, it's, it's the, the biggest collapse in the history of the NFL. It's the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. It, you, it's a stain that won't ever go away to Matt Ryan, and, you know, unfortunately, but that's. You know, that's the way we record things right now. Yeah, it is. Baldy, we appreciate it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Appreciate it, Baldy. Yep. Merry Christmas, Baldy. Merry Christmas, guys. You bet. All right, buddy.